Citrus is one of South Africa's top agricultural exports. In fact, our citrus industry is expected to break all the export records this year. This week on Farmers Inside Track, we share a guide to farming with nachis and oranges in Mzanzi, especially if you're a new farmer. In our farmer development segment, we meet Nobantu Radebe. Before joining the world of agriculture, she worked as a nurse for most of her life until 2016 when she started farming with her husband in Gauteng. You don't want to miss Dr. Francois van der Pfeiffer, National Technical Manager at Furmol Feeds. He highlights some of the challenges and solutions new livestock farmers face during the winter in our animal nutrition segment. Indageni Nechiremba has been farming as a side hustle for about 10 years. Now this Limpopo mixed farmer is particularly interested in building agricultural networks with other women in the sector and wears the crown as this week's hashtag soil sister powered by Koteva AgriScience and Food for Mzanzi. We catch up with Dr. Thlami Nguenya, the new pair of eyes overseeing the Western Cape Department of Agriculture's service delivery system. She has more than 25 years of experience in agri-assignments in over 50 different countries. Cool, right? And on top of our reading list this week is a book titled Personal Branding for Entrepreneurs, Actions and Insights to Build the Brand You, the Foundation of Your Business by Donna Rachelson. And our Farmer Tip of the Week comes all the way from Northwest Rabbit Farmer Tusotile Lobaling. This is Farmer's Inside Track. Supported by Food for Mzansi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to episode 89 of Food for Mzansi's podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I am Don Numdu, the editor for audience and engagement at Food for Mzansi. And joining me is journalist and co-host Duncan Masiwa. Thanks, Dawn. It is great to be back. Wow, where has time gone? Is it really almost the end of August? So true, Duncan. But we move and we continue to grow. Okay, let's kick off with the show with that promised talk about farming with citrus. Journalist Nicole Ludolf chats to Uzer Isak, senior sales consultant at Wisco, a US-based tech company. Thank you so much, Dawn. Uzer, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into citrus exporting? Well, I started off by exporting pineapples and soon realized that South Africa's biggest exports was citrus in the fruit industry and that the demand for citrus was much, much higher globally than the demand for pineapples. So I knew it was something I needed to get involved in. In your opinion, what is the most important thing citrus farmers need to know about exporting citrus? I'm not a farmer. I'm purely an exporter. I think it would be to understand the markets to which you're exporting. So understand the quality they require, the sizes they require, understand how the market is reacting to certain seasons, when to ship, when not to ship, considering the freight costs, the vessel issues, the port issues, the forex fluctuations. That is one thing I love about this industry is that there's so many different variables and it always keeps you on your toes. Do you have any other tips or pieces of advice on citrus farming? Making sure you have a hand on everything, making sure you know exactly what's going on. If you are starting out, just start small, learn the industry, go day by day. If you make losses, it's expensive. So I would recommend starting small, building yourself up, continuously learning. And with that all in mind, you'll be able to make a success of yourself. 
Thanks, Azair Isak, the senior sales consultant at Wisco, a US-based tech company. And from citrus farming to managing your own livestock during winter, the Imbense brothers farm on communal land with cattle and free-range chickens in KwaZulu-Natal. Now, winter is particularly hard on the animals, which is why they utilize a variety of fumo products to keep the animals in shape. This week in our animal nutrition segment, Dr. Francois van der Feyfer, the National Technical Manager at Fumo Feeds, highlights some of the challenges and solutions new farmers should be aware of. Dr. van der Feyfer, what are the challenges that faces our farmers during winter specifically? The answer depends on where the farmer is farming in the country. Southern Bensey brothers farm in the summer rainfall area, which means that their felt and pasture will be dormant in the winter period, which would be the dry period. And they also rely on communal land, which comes with its own challenges regarding felt management, quality and availability. So the poor quality of a felt or available roughage in the winter is due to the grass species that exist on that farm. So typically, it will be of poor quality in the winter, simply because the grass is dormant and the material, therefore, is not very tasty or palatable to the animals. So to start with, the voluntary intake is low, but the greater challenge is the poor supply of nutrients from this grass, and that's why it's so important to supplement the appropriate or the correct nutrient to support the animals during the winter period. Now, what are the major limitations in terms of nutrients for farmers that relies on felt as their primary source of feed? For ease of management, we split the year into three distinct phases, with each phase having its own particular challenges in terms of the primary limitations. So as we are now in winter, we are actually in phase two of a three-phase lead program, which covers the dry winter period. This period starts in the autumn when the temperatures start to drop, when rainfall has stopped and when the felt grows at a very slow rate or has stopped growing altogether. So as soon as plants are dormant and the nutritional value therefore is very poor, winter leaks must be provided. Winter felt is dry, low in protein, poorly digestible, not palatable at all. So this causes low intake of a felt and the primary deficiency is protein or more specifically nitrogen, which is a nutrient for the rumen microorganisms. So various leaks are available to supplement protein depending on the individual farmer's environment or his preferences. And these include Fumor Premix 450, which is what the Mbensi brothers use to overwinter their cattle. And as for using communal land, and we know that these areas are usually burnt in the winter, the brothers actually feed Premix 450 in combination with molasses wheel to keep their cattle in good condition. The third phase is usually during the late winter and before the start of the rain season. So this coincides with a period when the cows are either pregnant or they might have calved already, so they would be lactating. So the cows will therefore have a very high nutrient requirement, and that's why Furmo then recommends the use of a production leak to supplement not only the minerals and protein, but also the energy, which at that point would be the most limiting nutrient for the animals to perform. Remember, it hasn't rained yet and there's very little felt still available. And then if we go all the way now to the summer season, that would be the first phase after the rain has started and green grass is available abundantly. The primary deficiency then would be phosphorus and it's easily supplemented through a phosphate leak or a phosphate block. And I just want to remind the listeners that it doesn't rain grass. It's an old saying. 
So it's advisable to continue the production leak until such time as green grass is freely available. Francois, when would a farmer deviate from the normal three-phase leak program then? The normal three-phase leak program aims to complement the deficiencies of a felt during the different seasons, as I explained earlier. However, sometimes the animals have a much higher nutrient requirement, or it might be that the felt is in very poor condition, as we often find in these communal farming areas. It is then advisable to use supplements that supply more nutrients than only the deficiency of a grass. And it's usually done so for our heifers, for our first calf cows, and for growing animals. So when Benze Brothers, for instance, uses Fumol Supermol instead of a phosphate leak on the green felt, and they do this with great success. They use it after the rains, specifically to help the cows to come back into season so that they can reconceive and still yield a calf per year. And thereby they are improving the reproduction rate of the herd. So Supermol is a protein, energy and mineral supplement specifically designed to be used on green felt during the rain season. Farmers that usually use Supermol also find that it supports the good growth rates of the animals over and above what one would have expected from a felt alone. Now, in summary, what would your advice to farmers be to ensure that they achieve a high reproduction rate and therefore calving percentage? Always feed the animals according to their nutrient requirements. For instance, a heifer will have a higher nutrient requirement, even though she looks smaller than an adult cow. She will have a higher nutrient requirement than the mature cow because the mature cow doesn't have a growth requirement anymore. We need to therefore make sure that the heifer receives better nutrition than the adult cow. And the reverse is also true. We know that the mature cow will become obese if we were to overfeed it. So we can only feed her at a maintenance level during the winter period, for instance. Thank you so much for your insights today, Dr. Van der Feufer. Is there anything else you'd like to add in closing? Yeah, just maybe if listeners want to contact us, I would invite them to visit our website. It's foodmall.co.za. And if they're on the website, they can go to their specific area. And Foodmall has area managers in each one of the areas in the country and then sales agents all across the country. So they can contact the agent that's servicing their particular area if they have any additional questions. Food Mall produces superior quality molasses-based supplements for ruminants. These products include maintenance, mineral transition, production and energy licks, feedlot concentrates and liquid feeds. For expert advice on animal nutrition for optimal production and profit, contact Food Mall Feeds on 032-439-5599 or info at foodmall.co.za. Thanks again for joining us, Dr. Francois van der Feifer, National Technical Manager at Foodmall Feeds. We now change gears from livestock farming to farmer development. This week we meet Nobantu Khadebe. She worked as a nurse for most of her life until 2016 when she started farming with her husband in Gauteng. She shares some of her journey in the agricultural sector and a few practical tips especially for new farmers. Nobantu, tell us a bit about your farming operation and how you got started. I started farming in 2016-17 after I resigned from my work. 
I had been in that field for almost 14 years. Then I resigned and already me and my husband were already having the farm and he was very passionate about farming and he was spending more time at the farm than at our house. You know, the way he used to be so calm and relaxed after being to the farm, I thought maybe I should go see what's happening there. So when I got here, I found him very busy. So because by nature, I'm a very curious person, I started assisting him. For me, it was something out of my character. But I realized that there isn't anything like saying this is not my type of work or everybody can do anything. So I started working with him. I started first by attending to, he had pigs then. So I liked the pigs and I was the one who was injecting them. I think it all started there. How has your experience been with Farm Soul so far? Farm Soul has been a very supportive organization for us. I heard about FarmSol from our neighboring farm. The lady told us, introduced us actually to FarmSol and SAB. He gave us the contacts and we contacted them. And they have been supportive from the very first season. They supported us with chemicals, fertilizers, and the cultivar. Because we are mostly in grain. The majority of our work is grain farming. So they supported us with the cultivar. They gave us a lot of mentoring. They gave us a lot of skills development. They organized courses for us and we would attend. They always come back to see what you are doing, you know, trying to correlate a theory and practical. That is what made us confident to say we are going to do this. At the time, we had about 40 hectares. But as time went on, we acquired more land. At the current moment, we are at 86 hectares and you know how they work they always give you according to the land that you have so you get support for all the land that you have i would say they are really really like a big brother to us and over and above that farmsol also assisted us by building a, a shed for us for the chemicals because the chemicals must have a place our chemicals, the cultivar itself, if it is before use, we put it there. And they also accommodated our tractor, a few implements that we have. They are also can also be accommodated in a shed. It's a beautiful shed. And we are really grateful to FarmSol for that. And then my final question is, what kind of challenges have you faced as a woman in farming? And what is the best part about farming for you? As a black female farmer in South Africa, I did experience some of the challenges that most of our female or our peers are experiencing. Some people don't take you serious. They always query if you are able to do it. They are there to pull you down. But those are just our stepping stones because we use those very challenges as our stepping stones. It makes you want to do more. So... The one challenge that we experienced was the mechanization that was very, very difficult, especially if you rely on mechanization for a group of people. It becomes difficult for you to get the implements on time. So most it was that and the security. 
Once people know that this is a female that is responsible for a farm, they take advantage and they think they can come and take or do as they wish. So that was another one. But as I said, that is what made us think even further because we never knew that people can come and break and steal some of your production. So it made us think more about improving our security etc. I guess the challenges are becoming better year by year. I'm not expecting to have some more of those challenges. Maybe I may have new challenges, but I am ready. Let's see how we can solve them. But all in all, I am getting satisfaction from farming. I think the other side of me was that of a professional in the health department. And my other half was being a farmer in the garden with my head and my sunscreen and touching and, you know, going down to the ground. It makes me feel real good. Thanks, Dawn, and great having you, Nobantu Radebe. Now be sure to check out Food from Zanzi on Fridays for a special Farmsel Youth Ambassador slot. Listen, our book of the week is coming up shortly, but let's first check in with our soil sister of the week, Ndakeni Nechirembe. Now, Ndageni has been farming as a side hustle for 10 years. As a mixed farmer from Limpopo, she's currently interested in building agricultural networks with other women in the sector and is currently on a year-long blender development program at the Gibbs Entrepreneurship Development Academy. Ndakeni, tell us a bit about your farming operation and how you got started. I've always known that being an employee, no matter the level at which I operate in an organization, will never be fully satisfying. I've always had an itching for an opportunity in business that I could connect with. And this one came as a blessing. I knew nothing about farming, and I wasn't even sure that I could do it. But I plunged myself into research and started building a network of experienced farmers that I could learn from. And that's just how the bug bit. Now tell us, what do you love most about farming? I've always heard the adage that farming is a lifestyle, but I could never really comprehend this. The deeper I immersed myself in this newfound adventure, the more crystal it became to me that actually farming is a business and arguably the most sustainable one at that. As I continue to peel away the layers, I realize more and more the greater impact I can make and just how endowed the agricultural value chain is. It is extremely testing, yet the satisfaction I derive from this business cannot be compared to anything I've done before. Any tips you have for women who's just started out in the agri-industry? My advice to aspiring farmers is to be realistic in the expectations of this business. Build a strong and diversified network of people who have been in the business for long. This is a well of wisdom that no university will be able to offer you. Do your research. Ask questions. And most importantly, start. No matter how small, just start. You build momentum when you're in motion, not when you're stationary. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. 
go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. Now that's impressive. Talk about a dynamic woman in Agri. Be sure to read Ndakeni Netsirembe's inspirational article on Foodform Zanzi's website. We're drawing closer to another exciting episode. But first, our book of the week. Our farmer selected personal branding for entrepreneurs. Actions and insights to build brand you. The foundation of your business by Donna Rachelson. Carolyn Sampson, Head of Strategy and Sustainability at Access Bank South Africa, reviewed this book. Donna Rachelson is an entrepreneur and has many years of experience in marketing and branding in South Africa. And in personal branding for entrepreneurs, actions and insights to build brand you, the foundation of your business. She sees practical lessons for entrepreneurs. In the first part of the book, she explains what personal branding is and is not, why personal brand is important and the building blocks of your brand. She specifically discusses the importance of authenticity and personal values in this process. In the second half, she provides guidance and pragmatic advice on how to go about building your brand, including the use of media, content creation, and the need to identify who you want to serve. Throughout the book, she uses South African entrepreneurs as examples. And what I found particularly useful is that these cover different sectors and structures, from highly regulated industries like medicine to the much more personal of chefs and advertising creatives, and from sole proprietors and family-owned businesses to larger corporates. Agriculture is not just about farming. It's about caring, and that's an ideal worth preserving. It's yummy. It's good for you. And the whole family loves it. It's grain-filled chickens, proudly South African and mouth-wateringly delicious. Discover a world of tasty goodness and visit Grain-Filled Chickens, the CO.ZA, or like our Facebook page for more. Grain-Filled Chickens, a proud member of VKB. VKB, for the love of the land. Thanks, Carolyn Sampson, Head of Strategy and Sustainability, at Access Bank SA. Sounds like a must-read for any new farmer or agripreneur. Next up, we catch up with Dr. Thlami Nguenya, the new pair of eyes overseeing the Western Cape Department of Agriculture's service delivery system. She has more than 25 years of experience in agri-assignments in over 50 different countries. Dr. Nguenya, we are nearing the end of August, a month dedicated to celebrating women. How well do you think South Africa is faring in ensuring that women are well represented within corporate boardrooms of agriculture and contributing to the growth and development of the sector? As we close the celebration of Women Month, we appreciate the effort that we are doing as a country to address and recognize the contributions that women had in the liberation of this country. However, we should also acknowledge that we are not there yet. There is still a long way to go to have the majority of women benefit from the same liberation they contributed towards, especially in terms of increasing their social, political and economic benefits. While policy and development in favour of women and youth is important, do you believe that Mzanzi has been able to effectively go beyond the policy initiatives and place more focus on ground action. Closing gender gaps in the agri-space is a very crucial thing. Evidence shows that there are a number of women that are working in the agri-space. However, the majority of them are working as laborers. 
what we need is to bring a lot of women to occupy good quality positions within the sector. While women empowerment policies are great, the limitation there is only to focus on empowerment, which is the element of giving power and giving space without looking at the emancipation part of it, which brings about the element of building necessary capacities and skills that enable women to utilize the power and the space that has been bestowed in them. Having said that, I advocate more for the emancipatory power element where we should focus on identifying gaps and putting all our resources to help you know, close those gaps and develop you know, people's capacities. It's about attitude. It's about skills that are necessary to bring you know, the women to the level that we want them to become more competitive, like you know, their male counterpart in the sector. And this means finding ways of leveling the agriculture playing field for women by addressing all gender-specific challenges in a rigorous and systemic manner. There is a need to tackle all inherent gender biases that exist in our economic systems head on. It should go beyond just a tick box exercise, but really create quality and quantity jobs for women in the sector. We need to strengthen their ability to access resources, equip them with necessary skills, and instill their entrepreneurial minds and close you know, some of the digital divide and other gender-based challenges that continuously exclude a lot of women and hinders them from achieving their highest economic potential. Fresh perspective. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Shami Nguenya the new Chief Director for Agricultural Producer Services and Development at the Western Cape Department of Agriculture. Now, before we let you go, we now share our farmer tip of the week from rabbit farmer Tusotile Lobaleng from Tosca in the Northwest. He gives us his take on what new farmers should consider as key points when establishing a new market for their products in a new area. A way you can establish a market of a new product into a area. Firstly, you have to have a knowledge about the product that you want to sell. After having the knowledge, you have to put into practice and see if you can take care or maintain the product that you want to sell. After inquiring all that you need and being sure about the product that you want to sell, you have to have a price of the product the price of the product shouldn't be too expensive or too affordable you have to strategize on the cost of the maintenance and so forth other things that you will need are you will have to have a strategy of how you are selling your product by advertising it on social platforms or by going around telling people about your product Doing so will help you or will attract people to want to buy your product. And also your product has to be something that people wishes to have. You must have an education or beneficial education about your product. You have to tell yourself that this product, you are actually taking risk 
of investment, then see how it goes. And our Farmer Tip of the Week with Tusotile Lobaleng brings us to the end of this week's Farmer's Inside Track, proudly brought to you by Food Form Zanzi. For daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists who go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube. Yes, yes. And remember, if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. The Farmer's Inside Track is available for free on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And also, of course, on foodformzanzi.co.za. From me, Duncan Masiwa, Don Numdu, Nicole Ludov, Caroline Sampson and our producer, Megan van der Vint, and the rest of Team Food from Zanzi. Have a great week. What joins a continent but its continuous flow over mountains, through rivers, in the rhythm of the land? What ignites its future but the promise to fulfill, to protect and grow the very life of tomorrow? African Blue Corteva Keep Growing You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track Podcast supported by Food Form Zanzi For more information find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za